Welcome to Living Life. You know, each year we come together as a people throughout the world uh, for what's called Earth Day, and we have uh, we're environmentally conscious and we clean up the Earth to make sure the Earth is preserved for future generations. Now, uh, it's one thing to be environmentally conscious; it's another thing to actually worship the Earth. Uh, some people take it to the extent of worshiping not just the Earth, but the sun, the moon, the stars, all these cosmic bodies. But that was never intended by God to worship the created order or the creature. It was only intended to worship the creator who is forever praised. So let's take a look at the passage and see what Moses says to this young generation about worshiping idols as opposed to worshiping the creator God. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verses 15 through 24. You saw no form of any kind the day the Lord spoke to you at Horeb out of the fire. Therefore watch yourselves very carefully, so that you do not become corrupt and make for yourselves an idol, an image of any shape, whether formed like a man or a woman, or like any animal on earth, or any bird that flies in the air, or like any creature that moves along the ground, or any fish in the waters below. And when you look up to the sky and see the sun, the moon, and the stars, all the heavenly array, do not be enticed into bowing down to them and worshiping things the Lord your God has apportioned to all the nations under heaven. But as for you, the Lord took you and brought you out of the iron-smelting furnace, out of Egypt, to be the people of his inheritance as you now are. The Lord was angry with me because of you, and he solemnly swore that I would not cross the Jordan and enter the good land the Lord your God is giving you as your inheritance. I will die in this land. I will not cross the Jordan, but you are about to cross over and take possession of that good land. Be careful not to forget the covenant of the Lord your God that he made with you. Do not make for yourselves an idol in the form of anything the Lord your God has forbidden. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. Welcome back to Living Life. You know, as we're looking at this passage and we're looking at the worship and this idea of idolatry, one thing Moses starts off when he tells this younger generation that you know God is a consuming fire. He is a jealous God. He's jealous about worship that goes elsewhere other than to him. So he kind of starts with that theme with this younger generation. And then he talks to them and says, God, your worship, be very careful and watch that you do not fall into idolatry or worship idols uh, or anything other than God. Uh, so what he was, he specifically was saying, otherwise you will corrupt yourselves in that way and God's anger will be aroused again. What is he talking about? Some of the same things that 
even today people worship. They worship the celestial bodies, they worship the sun, they worship the moon, they worship the stars, all things that God has made, part of the created order, but they won't worship the creator. In the same way, they will worship the creature, they will worship man, they will worship woman, but they won't worship the creator. They will even worship animals. They will worship birds. They will worship fish, but they won't worship the creator. So man, the faces have changed, but man has not really changed with respect to not worshiping the creator who has created us all and desires worship from us. Paul says it this way in Romans. He says that God's wrath is being poured out against all mankind and all unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and those who worship the created rather than the creator who is forever praised. This creator, as, as we talk, is being talked about here, as he's telling the younger generation, is God has no form. God is spirit. When God called the Israelite community to Mount Horeb, or which would be the same as Mount Sinai, and he spoke to them through the blazing fire at the time, he, he had no form, no shape because God is spirit. So to worship and to create or make an idol that supposedly represents God in some form, when God is formless, when God is spirit, completely misrepresents who God is. And Moses was warning the people about this God who is a consuming fire, who is a jealous God. He reminds them also that this God is the same God who rescued his people, these people from Egypt when they were in the iron smelting furnace. Essentially what he's saying, when they were under slavery and when they were being abused and when they were being whipped and beaten um, and made to force work forced labor and the people were in distress, God heard their cries, he heard their distress, and he rescued them from Egypt to bring them into the land that they are about to go into. And Moses takes himself as a personal example. He says, God was angry with me. He was angry when the people asked for water. And I got angry and I struck the rock twice rather than just speaking to the rock, which God told me, speak to the rock. I was disobedient. And because of my disobedience, I cannot cross over with you into the promised land. I must stay here and I will die in this land as you cross over. Take my example of disobedience 
Follow what I went through so that you don't have to go through it. You know, that's interesting. God will, God will, will bring people into our lives sometimes. He will show us even through the scriptures of how if we took the example of others who have gone before us and saw the consequences of their disobedience and their sin, that we could learn from that and we wouldn't fall into the same trap and we wouldn't fall into the same disobedience. This is what Moses was telling these young a generation don't fall into that look at me even your leader I fell into that that disobedience and the consequence was for me not to cross over into the promised land he says remember that your God is a consuming fire and a jealous God he's jealous for your worship he's jealous for your love he's consuming fire in every way so remember to always uh, to keep him in the forefront of your heart, in the forefront of your mind, and to always remember to give him the praise and to give him the worship because he is do that worship. And nothing else in all creation, nothing else is deserving of the worship that alone is reserved to God. What about you today? Is your worship reserved for God alone? Or is it sprinkled with other things that you idolize? If you idolize something, it is an idol. Today is the day when you can break free and say, Father, I want to worship you alone. And I want to be careful about my worship because you are the only one that is deserving of my worship. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time, this opportunity. And we thank you for this passage of scripture. And I pray, O oh Father, that it will be etched upon our hearts that we understand that you are a consuming fire. You are jealous for your worship. Even in the first two commandments, Father, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And you also said thou shalt make no carved or graven image and no idols. Father, you set forth what your heart and what your will is for your people. And I pray today, Father, that we will return to you and begin to worship you and you only. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. This program is dedicated to the listeners Reaching a world of stepping in closer, CG.